Good morning. <laughs> welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. Hi guys, welcome to the kingdom. <laughs> this is your host, the one and only King Core. I'm Karen with two R's. If you're new here, thanks for joining. If you're not, thanks for coming back. I missed you guys. I know I it's a, it's only been a week. But I missed you and I love you. Like genuinely, I'm just genuinely so full of love right now. So I want to extend that to you, you know? I love you and I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope you're having a good start to your week. And yeah, let's just get on with the show, shall we? So, currently, I like to, you know, set the scene, set the mood. It's 12.15, actually. Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. I am in my dorm room. I stopped recording at my, like, workplace, like I mentioned. Because I think I like this camera better, actually. I said I like the other camera better, but I think I like this one better because this is louder, I feel. So... Yeah, I'm back in my dorm, and I kind of like this because it's more intimate this way, you know? More more private, more just me and you. You and I, me and you. Just us two. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think right now I'm getting hit with, like, either end of semester or, like, mid-semester... Just the wave of tiredness and stress. And it's interesting because this whole semester I've been kind of just like cruising and bruising. <laughs> really, I really have been cruising and bruising. Like I've really been like, everything has been so easy for me lately. Well, not lately, before. Everything had been just like, I've just been doing it, you know. I had a lot on my plate. I still do have a lot on my plate. But I had just been doing it. Like, it felt effortless. It felt like I was just, you know, tackling one thing at a time. Boom, 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 boom. And, you know, I was on a roll. But right now, recently, I've just been, like, very tired. And I think everything is catching up to me. I think that all the stress and all the things I had to do have been catching up to me, like, right now. So now I have so much to do, and it seems overwhelming, although... It never used to feel overwhelming. Like, I'm just now feeling overwhelmed. I was actually applauding myself for, like, doing things so seamlessly this semester. And now I'm feeling like I'm going to a place of just tiredness. Like, I can't do it. And I just realized something as I'm talking to you guys right now. And if you've been keeping up with these podcasts for a while, then you know that this happens Every semester. And I'm just realizing that. This happens every semester. And maybe it happens to other people too. But every semester I have this one period where I cannot bring myself to do anything. Like I physically cannot bring myself to do anything. And I'm st- I think it's starting again. But I think back then I didn't have the knowledge of like, you know, who I am and who God is and his ability. So I would just succumb to the stress and the the i don't know what is it called 
stress and like tiredness, exhaustion, depression. I would just give in. But I need to learn how to like fight this before it fully like consumes me, you know? Um and I and I like it's good to give yourself rest, you know, it's good to rest. We cannot do anything without rest, even God rested, you know? Like we need rest. Rest is part of our work. So I've been giving myself more rest because I feel like I need more rest. But I also feel like lately schoolwork or just all the things I have to do have been a lot for me. And I have been feeling like I can't do it. Which is a lie from the enemy because I can and I will. But he's just trying to tell me like, yo, you can't do this. Like, this is too much for you. Just don't do it. That's what happens every semester. I just get, like, I get told by my own brain and, you know, what other forces are attacking me (laughs) that I can't do it and that I shouldn't. And then I don't do anything and I stay in bed all day. And I'm really trying very hard to go back to the place I was earlier this semester or literally even just a week ago of, like, you know, go, 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 combating everything easily and making it look effortless (laughs) yeah so yeah but one thing my friend Jerome told me when I was going through one of these periods of feeling like I can't do it and the stress is too much and the schoolwork is too much and everything's too much and I should give up he told me that um and I said this in the podcast like last season but it is just the enemy's way of rerouting you or delaying you because he knows you have a destination. He knows you have a path. He knows you have a destination. He knows he have a, you have a route that you're taking. And he sees you happily, you know, happily galloping down that path. And then he tries to halt you. He wants to take your time. He wants to steal your time, steal your joy, kill, you know, steal, steal, kill, and destroy So he tries to delay you any way he can. And when we give in to that delay, that can be very dangerous. I do think it's good to just rest, though. So if you are feeling, you know, a little burnt out like I am and, you know, just tired and all that, just rest. I think it's good to rest, but I don't let the feeling of being overwhelmed consume you. Just know that you can and will get through it. And you are more than capable of handling anything because if you weren't, it wouldn't be on your plate in the first place, you know? You wouldn't be in the position to handle the things you're handling if you weren't capable of it, you know? I wouldn't have to deal with college work if I if I didn't have any ability to be in college. Does that make sense? Like, you know? And I have to host Bible study like every week now. Um, and that's something I've been stressing about too, but it's like, I wouldn't have that on my plate if I wasn't capable of doing it. You know, obviously I signed up to do it because I am capable of doing it. Uh, same with, you know, everything, everything that I have to do, like all these things that I'm doing, I am more than capable. That's why they're there in the first place. So I think we all just need to take a breather and know that we can and we will 
And right now we might just be a little tired and that's okay. And that is very fine. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, cool. End of rant. Today, though, or tonight, should I say? Um, I have been bothered, like, I've been bothered this whole weekend because... It has become so apparent to me, although it was evident, like now I can see it and I think the world is starting to see it a little bit, that this world is truly a battle between light versus darkness and like it's just so clear. This whole world is a battle between light and darkness. And often, you know, darkness cannot stand where the light is, but often people don't even know where the light is to find it, to be able to, you know, (laughs) just blank that for a second. But, you know, to be able to kill that darkness, they don't know where the light is or they don't even see a light, right? So, yeah, one time. In, well, actually, earlier this year in January, I actually did a podcast on this. I was on shrooms. <laughs> I did shrooms while hiking, and I closed my eyes, and I saw that it was pitch black at first when I closed my eyes, and then slowly, like, light started to enter. Like, slowly, there was, like, this white thing. Because you know when you close your eyes, you can, like like, you can see things, sort of? And especially because I was on psychedelics, I was the colors and the patterns and everything was so vivid. But when I first closed my eyes, it was just pitch black, obviously. And then the more I kept them shut, I was really trying to focus on trying to see something. And then I, I saw like that it started to get a bit white. But whenever it started to get white, it would get black again. And then the white would try and come in and it would get black again. And then the white would try and come in and it would get black again. And I open my eyes and I start crying and I'm crying. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you guys, this world is a battle between light and darkness. (laughs) Like, I just saw it. Like, I just saw it that any time the light tried to come in, the darkness will overshadow. And I'm crying. I'm like, oh, my God, this world is a battle between light versus darkness. And Clara, who was completely sober just turns at me, looks at me, and she goes, well, just choose the light. (laughs) Literally, just all she said. And immediately, immediately, I was okay again. All she said was, well, just choose the light. And I think it is so simple. It really is as simple as that. Just choose the light. Just choose the light. Literally, choose the light. And I'm even saying this because this weekend, 
Um, a lot of us know about what happened at Astroworld Fest at the Travis Scott concert where eight people died and like, well, actually, I think it's 11 now, 11 people died and like 300 or more were injured, you know, passed out, unconscious, broken ankles, like crazy stuff. If you don't know, Travis Scott is a rapper. <laughs> um, he had a concert. Or like a festival thingy, and a lot of people went, like 50,000 people, and it was just packed, and people were getting trampled on, and squeezed, and suffocating, all because they were trying to get close to the stage, or trying to be as close to the stage as possible to see a man. Can you imagine? They're trying to just watch another human being. <laughs> Another human being. And it is just insane because all weekend I have not been able to rest about this. Like, I my I don't feel, I haven't been feeling well. And it's affected me in a way that I can't explain. And I went on TikTok and I saw a bunch of other Christians were also saying that, like, it has affected them, like, really, really deeply. Like, they, it just bothers their spirit. And it's because we can see that darkness won, you know? Darkness won this time. And everything about that concert, everything about that show was dark. Everything. Everything about it. The set design, the theme of the show, you know, the posters they had around, the the visual effects audio everything about it was dark there was nothing that was like light everything was fire and demons and like you know weird creatures and escaping and surviving and dystopia and all the symbolism of hell (laughs) i was trying to find another word for it but it was all symbolism of like the worst place you could possibly be. And I'm watching a lot of witness accounts and a lot of videos of people who were there. And even videos of, you know, like, the event, like, people screaming, people crying, people gasping for air, people, like, literally in torture, being tortured at a concert. And it just makes you see... That this was just dark. Even a lot of people there said that it felt like they were in hell. It felt like they were at a concert in hell. And it's funny because right now we've made hell, not you and I, but, you know, social media has made hell like so fun, you know? Like, oh, we're going to party in hell and all these memes and TikToks about like, haha, when I see blah, blah, blah in hell. And then they're like dancing in the fire and stuff. But people don't realize hell is not a party. Hell is, f- hell is torture. Hell is torture. And then, you know, we get the argument like, well, if God so loved the world, if God is so loving and God is so holy, Why did he create hell? Why does he want us to torture or be tortured? And it's because that's not his intention for us. He doesn't want us there. Hell was made for the devil. 
and his demons. And because he didn't want to be alone, he goes around like a lion seeking to devour. That's a Bible verse. I don't know where it is, what scripture it is, but it says the devil, it says be sober minded and be alert because the devil goes around like like a lion or something seeking to devour. And it's true. He's trying to bring anyone down to the pit with him. God so loved the world, though, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for us so that we won't have to spend eternity in this torture. And I think I don't think what happened was good, but I I'm glad that it was an eye opener for a lot of people of what torture looks like, what gasping for air, what screaming, what agony what like helplessness and asking for someone to save you and you're not being saved that is exactly what hell is and i think that's what's bothered me so much because i am looking online at literally what hell is and it happened in houston texas like it's insane. I've watched a lot of like hell accounts, you know, on YouTube about people who've been to hell before or people who God showed them what hell is. And everything about that concert, everything about those people in pain and screaming and gasping for air and the the pain and agony and the torture, everything about that is what people describe or what even we know hell to be. Torture. And it really makes me think, like, what kind of music does somebody have to make for, one, people to be scramming to see him up close? Like, why why is this man on such a high pedestal that 50,000 people are trying to be so close to the stage so they can get a glimpse of him, of a man? Of another creation, of another flawed human being, like of another messed up man. I really wish this generation had that desire and thirst for God, you know? I saw people breaking down a video of people breaking the barricade and like literally a stampede to get to the stage. They tore down the barriers and just were running. And I'm looking, I'm like, do we run after God like that? Like, what would happen if that many people were as hungry for God as they were for Travis Scott? To the point where people's lives didn't matter to them. To the point where people were getting stepped on, trampled on. No regard for human life. What sort of person or what sort of music do you have to be listening to for you to not have any regard for the person next to you? It really blows my mind. Like, that's really what even is just unsettling about this is that what is what is his music glorifying? What is him as a person glorifying that he is able to or this kind of situation 
or event or gathering, it's what kind of energy or message is he conveying for people to be so violent, greedy, uh, what else? <laughs> no regard, like inhumane, barbaric. What kind of energy is being put out in this music that makes people go insane that they don't even care that they're stepping on somebody? Or maybe maybe they, it wasn't their fault, you know? Because, like, you know, the whole crowd, like, being stuck together, you really had no, no control over where your body went. That's what I read. Like, people were just getting swayed left and right. But then it's like, what, it, what, is it ever that serious for a guy? And the fact that he didn't stop the show, which makes it so much worse, is that the person that you, people were fighting, literally fighting for their lives for, did not even care about them. And that's when the battle of light versus darkness comes in because it's like seriously let's think about this if this was a worship concert <laughs> first of all i don't think i actually no, never mind because maverick city was packed so let's say this is a worship festival do we think there's going to be moshing and violence and slamming into each other and death no like I said earlier, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his only agenda. And I'm not one of those people that think it was a sacrifice, like, a, oh, it was a spiritual sacrifice. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a sacrifice. I do think, though, that the devil can use people for what he wants, to get what he wants. So all the satanic symbolism that Travis Scott has marketed as part of his brand and Many other mosh-like artists, like, you know, Playboy Cardi, Uzi, all this music that makes people want to rage. <laughs> First of all, rage. What What is the definition of rage? Let's find out right now. Huh. <laughs> Violent, uncontrollable anger. That's the noun. The verb is to feel or express violent, uncontrollable anger. So we're going to rage <laughs> like like artists are promoting raging, promoting violent, uncontrollable anger. Do you think that would have happened if this was a worship event? Not, let's not even say worship. Let's say um, Bob Marley <laughs> or like, you know, somebody that sings about love and peace and unity no none of this would have happened if the energy of the music that people were there to listen or the energy of the person that people were there to see was right was fruitful was good none of this would have happened none of this would have happened and it's insane that people 
want to be in a place where God is so evidently not. That's one of my main goals ever since the summer is that I do not want to be at a place where God is clearly not, you know, it does. I don't have to be in church all the time. I don't have to be worshiping all the time, but I need to feel God all the time and not even feel because sometimes maybe you can't feel him, but I need to know that God is there. I need to know that God is there all the time and God is with me all the time. You know, he never leaves me, but, but I read in a book uh, or an excerpt of a book. It was like, you know, God's presence is everywhere. But God's presence is not revealed everywhere, you know? God can be, God is everywhere all the time. God was there, probably, not probably, definitely. God was there at the show as well. But his presence is not revealed everywhere, you know? So God can be there. But if you're ignoring him, you're, you're, you're not going to find or feel his presence because you're not looking up to him. You're not looking for him, right? So why I'd never want to be in a place where I like just God's presence is I'm not aware of it. And in places like this, that's that's why I stopped partying, really. Like that's why I stopped like going to, you know, these late night dance hall parties where everyone's grinding on each other and literally having sex with clothes on. And listen to this music that's all about sex and lust and wanting and desire and sexual pleasure. And then all these, you know, concerts that like these lyrics, this message they're promoting is not of the spirit. God's presence is not going to be revealed there. So why am I there? I don't need to be there. So, yeah. This also led me to start a secular music fast this week. I used to not listen to any secular music at all. And then college started and I was good for, good on it for a while. Uh, well, I used to listen to secular music, obviously, back in the day. But back in the day. <laughs> I said back in the day like this was so long ago. Literally like four months ago. But ever since the summer, ever since Death to Self, I have not been listening to secular music. And then I got to college and... I slowly started easing up on my restrictions and have been listening lately. But really, just this whole World incident just made me realize the power of music, you guys. Music, or honestly, the ears. Ears are the window to the soul. So whatever we are listening to, whatever we're consuming, whatever we're taking in, into our minds, into our bodies... And we don't we don't think that it's that serious, you know. I didn't think it. I don't. I didn't think it was that serious. I'm like, it's just music. It's not that deep. This beat is hard. Like this beat goes hard. These 808s are insane. I want to dance. I want to vibe. I want to rap and feel like a gangster. But slowly, you keep listening to music like that. You keep listening to music with unfruitful lyrics, and slowly. But surely, you are embodying all these characteristics that the music is feeding you, you know? When I listen to worship or Christian music or honestly any, like, you know, good stuff, my, that's where my mind goes. When I listen to dance hall that only talks about sex, guess where my mind goes? Sex. When I listen to music that's talking about killing and, 
like shooting and robbing and bitches and pussy. That's where my mind goes subconsciously. So I have like I always knew the power of music, but seeing people at this event gathered for this type of music and then realizing that, yo, this is actually dark and demonic and this is hell really made me want to just just go back on my secular music um, fast. So I'm going to be doing it for a week. <laughs> the first day was already so hard. But yeah, I'm going to do it for a week and then like keep going. I yeah, I, I plan on ke- to keep going. And by secular music, I just mean music that it doesn't necessarily have to be Christian or about God. But it's like clean, you know? Like it can be about love and like, you know, pure stuff like happiness, life, peace. But I mean, I do mostly listen to worship. But like other stuff too, you know, I have a playlist called In the World, Not of It. And it's like not Jesus music, but made by Jesus loving people. <laughs> so the lyrics are clean and the content is clean and stuff like that. And that's also what I'm going to be listening to. Secular music is just anything that I know did not come from a person who has the spirit of God or he, who even knows who God is, you know, or lives righteously. Yeah, so if you guys want to join my secular music fast, feel free to join. I think it'll be good. I think the more we would restrain ourselves from something that we know isn't good for us in the long run, the more we we get better at not needing that thing, you know? And that's why I love fasting because I'm training myself to be able to say no so that when I feel like I need it, that desire has dwindled down because I knew that I could go without it, right? And one time I was at work, like I used to work at this factory, and I was sitting with a friend who we used to be go to church now, and we were just talking, and he was like, whoa, who do you think, like, what do you think will happen if you only listen to Christian music or gospel music for a year? What do you think will happen? And this was like last year when I was not on my Jesus tip. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, what do you think will happen if you only listen to my godly music for a year? And I was like, oh, well, duh, I'll be a completely different person. And then he just goes, Oh, so why don't you want to be that person? <laughs> I was like, yo, what? Nah, nah. He like, that just was so eye-opening. Because I said it myself that, oh, duh, I'd be a completely different person. So clearly, I knew that who I was when I said it, did not align with someone who is constantly in the presence of God all the time, right? Listening to gospel music for a year sounded bizarre to me. And it, it just, the the answer was right. The answer I gave was right. I would be a completely different person because I wasn't a godly person then. So then he just goes, so why don't you want to be that person? And I was like, huh, why don't I want to be that person? Why don't I want to be... Somebody who is godly all the time. 
What is stopping me from that? You know? And we love the world too much. We love the world. Oh, we love the world so much that we can't even imagine a world where we are not indulged in these worldly, you know, activities and desires and stuff like that. And right now, my goal is to live in a way where you cannot trace me back to any earthly customs or way of life, you know. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want you to find a trace of me or a trace of any earthly customs in me. So, yeah. But that's what <laughs> that's what I've been just thinking about so far and I know that uh it probably has been on a lot of y'all's minds. I have literally not been able to like stop thinking about this event and I'm so sad. Like people died. That's insane. People want to have a good time and died. And you know what makes me that makes me think of the verse that says he who loses his life for my sake will gain it. But he who finds his life will lose it, you know? And no truer words have ever been spoken. If you find your life, if you think you found your life, you think you found, you know, what, like, this is what makes, this is me, this is what I love doing, this is what's going to bring me happiness, I'm young, I'm lit, I'm going to have fun, YOLO. And you think you found your life, you're actually losing it. And these people over the weekend actually lost it, like physically. The Bible meant spiritually, but these people actually died. But it is true. If you think you found your life in whatever lifestyle you're living in, and you think you found it, and this is it, you're actually losing your life. You're actually losing it, and you don't know it. But whoever loses his life, whoever loses these things that they love so much and these things that they thought define them for Christ's sake, they've actually found it. Because I kid you not, there is no better freedom than finding a life in Christ. There isn't. I, I, like, I can't <laughs> explain. T- I, I'm, I'm sorry. I really am. If you don't agree with me. Um, you don't have to, but like, I genuinely believe that there is no better life. There's no better freedom than losing your life for Christ. It is the most satisfactory, satisfactory thing you could ever do. It is the most fulfilling. It is the most abundant Ever. Like, ever. And we all have a void. We all have a void that we're trying to fill, you know? People going to concerts to rage. They clearly have a void they're trying to fill with this anger. You know, sex, drugs, getting drunk all the time. You're you're clearly filling a void temporarily. But n- these these are not fulfilling. These voids are not fulfilling. Jesus is the only constant thing. You're going to get high. You're going to come down from the high and then you're done. You're going to get drunk and then you're going to get sober and then you're done. You're going to have sex. 
and then they're gonna leave you're gonna nut <laughs> they're gonna leave or maybe you don't nut if you're a girl because you know how that be okay let me stop anyway <laughs> oh god okay yeah right and and then they leave and one it was probably disappointing if you're a girl but two it left you with nothing empty sometimes we look to relationships and and what happens when they we get broken up with what happens when they leave what happens when we find them texting somebody else or money you get all the money in this world what and then you want more views likes subscribers you get it and and the goal post keeps getting higher and higher and you keep reaching for things to satisfy you that are never going to satisfy you because you just want more because you're not getting filled up so you feel like you need whatever it is that you need because you think it's filling you you think oh it's filling me but i'm i'm not too full yet like i'm not fi- i'm not really filled yet so let me get more when i get 100k then i'll be really filled uh nah nah i got 100k i still don't feel filled let me get a million then i'll feel filled you know and we just keep pushing the goal post keep pushing the goal post i just want to be with this guy when i get in this relationship then i'll be filled and we just keep pushing the goal post and it's nothing is ever working jesus is the only constant thing the only constant thing he never runs dry. It's a well that never runs dry. Eternal satisfaction. You can always go to him. He's always going to give you more. You're always going to get filled. Do not look to these earthly things. Make it hard for you to be traced with any earthly customs. Let let it not even be around you. Let it not even be a part of you. You know? Yeah. I'm just sad, man. Listen to um a podcast today by Heinz. If you guys don't listen to Hindsight, you should. Heinz is the geyser. Heinz is the geyser. Um, his podcast is called, I think... He has a YouTube as well. His podcast is called In Space Hindsight. But Hindsight is spelled H-I-N-D-Z-S-I-G-H-T. And he just speaks wisdom, you know. And today he posted about the World concert as well. And he titled the episode Narrow Path. Because look at the amount of people that were there to look at one man. Versus the amount of people who would have gone to a, a worship concert. The path to life is so slim that only a few of us are, are willing to walk in it. Because we think it's not fun. And we think we're going to leave all these earthly things that are fun behind. So what do we do? We take the easy way out. We don't follow the narrow path. We follow the path that everyone is on. And we do whatever everyone is doing ignoring the path that will lead you to true purpose true 
identity, true satisfaction, true fulfillment. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I should just, I should just, you know, when I'm hosting these Bible studies every Wednesday, I should just have people come to the room. We sit down and then I just play an episode of my podcast each week. And that's the Bible study. But I will end off with one last verse because I am getting a bit tired. Um, What verse is this? I'm looking for the verse that says, he who drinks from my cup. Or something. Uh, 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 uh. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't find it, but it's. Uh, I can't find it. It's just basically God saying, you know, he who drinks from my cup will never be thirsty. Oh, let's see. Oh, yes. John 4.14. Whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst again. Again. When I tell you that I no longer have the, I no longer have jealousy. I no longer have, you know, the desire for like all these followers and all these likes and all this money and the latest fashion and the the nicest car and all these things I used to yearn for, even men, like a boyfriend, all these things I used to really desire so bad. Ever since I really started looking to God to fill me up, I have never been thirsty again. God, like, okay, let me now say that. There, there might be some days where I'm like, dang, like, lonely or mm, I really want this. I really want these Mason Margiela boots, but it's never a desire. I never need it, you know? I thought I needed this, like, hourglass figure and this face and this body and this follower count and the closets, and I thought I needed all these things. I don't need them. I'm not thirsty for them again. I only want God. I'm only thirsty for God every day. Because with him comes everything that I actually need. You know? Not the things I want. But the things that I need. Because he made me and he knows what's good for me. So when I have him, I have everything. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added unto you. So please choose the light. Choose the light so we don't have to see ourselves in places that we thought were good, thought we were going to have fun, and then it actually being torture. And this is just symbolism for everything, honestly. the cons- That concert was symbolism for so much. You know, we often do these things and go to these places thinking we're going to have so much fun in the time of our lives. And if it's not of God, it's torture. It ends up hurting us. Yeah. All the time. So choose the light, choose the narrow path, choose God, choose the man that 
lived life holy and good and selfless and kind and generous and good. (laughs) Good. All things good are him. He is all things good. So choose the light because this world is a battle between light versus darkness. And it can be hard, but all we have to do is choose the light. And we're good. All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I am ended this now. Kind of a short podcast. Usually goes for like 50 to an hour. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know your thoughts on the concert. Let me know your thoughts on anything I said. How have you been feeling? You know, anything. And also leave a review down below. Not down below. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review, you know, rate me, rate me. <laughs> um, yeah, I love you. Follow the accounts. I said the accounts like you're supposed to know what accounts, you know, podcast account at WTTK podcast. And my account at Karen at Karen with two R's, A-T-A-K-O-R-A. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. I never know how fast weekends come till I have to do a podcast. I'm like, dang, is Monday again? Like, I just did one. But I'm glad that you guys are always listening. So thank you for being here. And thank you for being not even only here, but like here on this earth. You know, you're here for a reason. And I love you and choose the light. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>